And welcome, folks, theater peeps all over the world, to Desperately Seeking Entertainment, a very special episode of Desperately Speaking, Seeking Entertainment, because first of all, it's just me and Miss Lynette Williams. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Chris? Doing well, doing well. So Ben is not here. Bobby's not here. Josh is not here. It's just the two of us. Just the and two of us. We are literally talking about one event that both of us got to attend uh, this past uh, weekend or weekend before. Uh, and I'm talking about Broadway Con, which was its fifth year. So fifth I- anniversary. Yep, super excited for the uh, big, uh, it's not paper, what is it? What's the fifth? I don't remember what metal fifth is. I think it's, <laughs> anyway. It could be paper, or the, the paper no. anniversary. I know, I think paper is actually the first anniversary because you're supposed to have written your, your thank you notes by the end oh, of the paper. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm old school like that. I know weird Silver? Is silver? I don't know. No, silver's 25th. Oh, I'll have to look that, it up. I'll go look. To... Maybe, oh, it might be wood. I think it's wood. Okay, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. You got to work your way up to like the precious metals. So, yeah. um, well, it was the wooden anniversary of BroadwayCon. Uh, my fifth time going. I've been all going for all five years. But Lynette, this is your first time going, right? Correct. This is my very first time. I was super excited to go. Awesome. So. Awesome. Now, just give me your general. I mean, I know we're going to break down and talk about kind of the three things that we saw throughout the entire event that we really liked. But um, what were just some of your general observations for being a first timer? Um. I think one of the general observations was, is I think the coolest thing is how close you can get to your favorite Broadway personalities. I think that was, that was something that like, Mm. I was just like, wait a minute, that's, that's Julie James from Sirius Satellite. I listen to her in my car when I'm driving and that's Andrea, (laughs) Andrea Burns. Like I just walked by her and was able to like touch her, like things like that, where uh, you're not always able to be that close to them was nice. It was, there was, there was that intimacy that you don't always get at cons and other things. I agree. I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's one of those events where if you are someone who's talented at recognizing people, then it is like, you are just like, your head is spinning walking through this event because you're right. I mean, you'll, you'll bump into someone like Julie James. I literally ran into Brian Stokes Mitchell. And uh, I was just like, hey, man, good to see you. And um, it's it's awesome because 99% of these people are incredibly nice, incredibly accessible. Uh, if they're walking through and you want to stop them for a picture, an autograph, or just to say, hey, I saw you in this show 10, 15 years ago, loved you. Uh, they, they really are amazing uh, to talk to because for a lot of them, I mean, realistically, let's be honest, for a lot of these people, you know, the second that they leave – the building, I mean, not a lot of general public are, are going to recognize them. So, right. you know, I, God love Donna Murphy or God love, you know, Carrie Butler or Rob McClure. But the second that they leave that, that building and they walk into a Starbucks, it's not like, you know, the entire Starbucks is going to shut down as if the Kardashians came through. So, you know, for them, it, it definitely is a confidence booster. It's a warm feeling to be greeted by fans and things like that. Um, I had a, you know, more than ever before, I had a lot of interactions with readers of the blog, people coming up and saying, hey, I just saw what you posted. Hey, I'm a a reader. I had one girl tell me that she listens to my podcast all the time. uh, And I'm like, oh, my God, that's great. And talking about this podcast. Oh, wow. um, Yeah. So that was I I told her that you were there. 
I was like, yeah, if you see Lynette walking around, she's that's Lynette. So she's like, oh my God, Lynette's here. So, um, oh, I didn't know that, Chris. <laughs> you, you had a fan. Yeah, I, I should have I told you that. Um, but, uh, and, and if she's listening to this one, hey, you from Boston. Um, but uh, yeah, no, great, great event to, to see people. Also, on the flip side, uh, it's because it's me and because I've, I've ruffled a lot of feathers and <laughs> pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. Um, there are people that, that show up to this event that, do not like me. Um, we, I walked, I did the whole like pretending I was on the phone walking past like at least several Broadway people this past weekend, <laughs> um, which is always fun. Cause it's like, this is the only time of the year I see them and it's like, Hey, Oh, it's Patrick Hines. I got to bury my face in something or Julie James. I got to bury my face in something. Cause we, we don't like each other very much, but that's okay. That's what okay. Are you doing? What are you doing, Chris? I feel like I, every person I, that I enjoy, you hate. What is going I, on? I challenge the system and those who blindly support it and have amazing platforms that do don't do anything with them, which is the the crux of the. I, I'll forward you a conversation on on over text that I have with somebody that you should read. So okay, all right. It'll give you give you a lot of context. But anyway, um, yeah, no, really, really awesome event. Three days. It goes by quickly, and I'm really glad you got to experience because I know you're a huge theater buff and huge. Um, huge. And uh, now, did you get to see any shows while you're in town? I did. I did. I actually was able to see Hades Town, um, uh, which was I was so excited, super excited about. Even though, unfortunately, um, Andre De Shields was not um, there Saturday night. Um, I saw it with um, uh, oh my goodness, T. Reed. Why can't mm-hmm. I think of his, what's his first T. name? Oliver, T. Oliver Reed. T. Oliver Reed. Um, and he was amazing. Um, uh, I, it took me it took me one song to kind of get in the flow of it. Mm. Um, but other than that, and then I saw Mean Girls. Um, I had never seen that before. And I was like, all right, it's finally time to see Mean Girls, which I enjoyed. I had a lot of fun at. Um, but obviously, I mean, if you're, I, you can't compare the two, but if I was comparing Hades Town, dominates over Mean Girls. Yeah, I mean, I think you you walk out. What's interesting about both those shows is obviously very different, very different styles of music, um, but I think excellent in their own right. I think Hades Town is a bit more polarizing with mm. its response. I've seen people walk out absolutely loving it, calling it you know a piece of art. And things like that. Yeah. Um, my colleague from my full time job, who I was with, you know, he didn't like it. So um, I've seen, and I've heard a lot of that. So I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you liked it, though. I mean, wait, the full time colleague that I met, he didn't like it. He didn't like it. Yeah, he was oh. not happy with it. So he did not tell me that. He could have told me that. He could have told you that, but yeah, <sighs> no, he he did. He he wasn't digging it. And I actually asked him to text me, like right after, and I challenged him. I said, "Let me know if you walk out of the theater." humming any songs from it and he he said no so i was like well there you go so yeah definitely a divisive piece um on that but i'm glad that you got to see some some live theater while you're in town because you know, that's obviously what it's all about too which is yeah. uh, awesome so um all right well what we want to do is take three big things that each of us kind of saw uh during the convention and talk about you know, why we loved it, or maybe perhaps uh, on a negative side of it, or why maybe something wasn't so great. So um, with that, let's start with you. What was your number one? All right. I think my number one, um, which I was super excited about, and I think I kind of felt like there should have been more of, however there wasn't, um, which we'll talk about, is the first look. Um, I really hustled my butt to get to the grand ballroom to go see the first look 
of what different shows were going to be at Broadway Con for the weekend, and then also what was coming up um, on Broadway on the sp- um, during the springboards. Um, and so we got first looks at um, uh, Sing Street, at Miss Doubtfire, at or Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, Hades Town was in there, um, even though they're currently on already. Um, um, oh, uh, the North Country. Oh, Girl from North Country. Yeah. Yeah, Girl from North Country. Um, six, of course, was the biggest one at the end. Um, I feel like I'm probably missing somebody who, if they do listen, they're going to be like, why didn't you mention us? And I literally <laughs> wrote down a list. Oh, Company. Um, they did uh, They did a song from Company coming in March. Um, oh, Emoji Land, which is already on. Jagged Little Pill. Carolina Change. Um, between the lines, mm. uh, we'll, we'll talk about Jody that. Jody Peacock vote. Yeah. yeah. We'll, talk, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, so yeah, those were, I think I got, now I got all of them. I mentioned all of them. Good. So you got, uh, they, most of them did one or two song or most of them did two songs. Some of them only did one song. Um, but it was a really good chance to kind of just tap your foot in and just breathe or tip your toe in and just be like, okay, what, what are these musicals? What are they going to be about? Like emoji land had no care to see until I saw this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's the fun thing about it. Um, uh, but, um, and then Alex, um, Oh gosh. Uh, Glee, Alex Neal. Is that uh, his? Newell. Yeah. Yeah. Newell. Alex Newell was a wonderful, amazing host. I hope they honestly. I just kind of hope they get her back again to do all of it, like just yeah. just to be there because she just had such an amazing energy. She was excited. She had all great jokes. Like she was on point, um, on fleek, as they say. The on youngsters. fleek. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, the only thing that I think was um, well, two things downfall. Uh, probably shouldn't have hotel sound doing sound for Broadway people. Just mm. saying. Um, mm. there was yep. literally a moment where the sound went down they came over the loudspeaker and said we're going to have to shut down the sound system and reboot it to fix it and literally everybody in the audience yelled back that's not how you fix a wireless mic <laughs> um, so that was comical uh, that was that was fun it was, it was definitely a, a a bonding moment for me and the person I was sitting next to because we both looked at each other and were like, sound engineer? And they're like, yeah, sound engineer. Mm. (laughs) So, um, in previous lives. Uh, But the shows themselves were quite, uh, most of them were pretty good. All right. So, did you get a chance to see any of that? No, because I actually, I had a panel going on at the same time. Like, I was hosting a panel literally at the same time as the first look was going on. All All right. Yeah. So, I did not get to see any of it. But I heard... Mixed reviews of the shows, yeah. I think, and I think that's fair. I think, um, like, some of the ones I, I, I was surprised at the song they picked from Jagged Little Pill. Mm-hmm. It did not sell me on going to see it at all. And I love that album. So, it they they decided to pick an original. I think it's an original Ooh. song to the show. Okay. Instead of picking something that everybody would know, and I, and I kind of get where they were coming from, but it was a it was a real Debbie Downer. Uh, mm. So that was that was a little depressing. Um, oh, the interesting thing, company. 
So they introduced company and they said that it was the three boyfriends because it's the female Bobby version from London. And almost everybody around me had said, why does it have to be three boyfriends? Like we we all thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like it could have been so much more dynamic if they had really amped it up. I do, I do think, yeah, no, I agree that maybe they should have obviously intermingled. I mean, I think, I believe she is bisexual in the show. Like Bobby is bisexual uh, because the flight attendant, no, wait, maybe. No, all three, all three are boy, or at least, at least in this version here in New York, they introduced it as the three boyfriends and it was the song that the flight, the flight attendant is a man. Yeah, the flight attendant's in it. Oh, wow. Because I thought, I thought the flight attendant was still female. Um, yeah, but wow. Okay, never mind. Yeah, which would have been awesome. I yeah. mean, not necessarily. It didn't have to be the flight attendant, but it would have been really a nice way to do something, say mm-hmm. something, have it be. So apparently, for for U.S. audiences, just flipping the switch on Bobby was enough. I guess. I guess. Interesting. 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 All right. Uh, Well, for my first piece uh, this week, I just wanted to talk real quick about the level of fandom that I witnessed. Mm. Um, One thing that is very awesome about BroadwayCon is that if, if one thinks that they are a huge fan of theater, just go to an event like this and you will be blown away by the level of fandom and knowledge that these folks have, that some of these folks have. And I'm talking about the ones, especially in their older years, like the fifties and sixties that, you know, they go back and can talk your ear off about shows they saw 40 years ago. And, um, it's, it's awesome. If you're a theater historian, it's, it's awesome to listen to those stories. Um, you've got people smart as a whip that could, you know, you know, at one point during a panel, I saw that someone was like struggling to remember the name of an actor playing a role, and someone in the audience just knew it and shouted it out. And um, it was very, very cool. And uh, it, it's also, I, I think, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, I think there's toxic fandoms mm-hmm. in every industry, but I, you know, when, when it comes to just general theater and things like that, uh, you know, most of the things that I've witnessed are are fairly positive and supportive and whatnot. So. You saw a lot of people high-fiving each other. You saw a lot of people giving hugs. Um, you saw a lot of people singing with one another. Uh, they put a, you know, this is a type yeah. of event where, you know, the p- the decorative piano that's in the lobby finally kind of gets used. So, um, you know, there was someone who set up, you know, just sat down and started playing music. And within, like, minutes, like, 30 people around this piano just singing. And, um you know, it's it's fun because it's they're singing their hearts out. Some of them can actually sing, some of them can't. But you know, who cares? It's it's all right. about you know um, celebrating the art form. So that was that was just awesome to see it. I, I will say that you know the first year that I was there, like the fandom was just out of control. Uh, but there were things that you know that kind of remind me of of the first year. Things like the six uh, sing along that we saw on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You got a hundred hundred some odd people singing the same song like that. That happened, but it was Hamilton the first year that I was yeah. there. So, um, yeah, just awesome to see fans and people from all over the world, too. I mean, you, I, I talked to a woman who had flown over from Ireland. Uh, I talked to someone who came from uh, Mexico City. So, you know, there was yeah. a really nice international uh, flavor there as well. So that was yeah. my... I was just going to say there was a couple from London that came in just for the Broadway con. Um, and they were in a couple of panels that I was in. 
um, asking some really good questions and things like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Lynette, what's your number two this week? My number two is going to be about playwrights. Um, I went to two playwright um, panels, and it just so happens, which I was really excited about, um, they both were for black, they were both about black playwrights, Mm -hmm. um, but with two different takes. So one was about um, black LGBTQIA writers, and then one was about uh, black female playwrights and transitioning from... Um, just writing plays into writing musicals. Hmm. Um, But the thing that I appreciated about both of them is that they, um, one, audience members were not all, it was not a majority black audience member. It was a very good mix of people um, from different varying races. Two, um, the fact that there was a safe space for these people to talk about their work and what the the community was like about breaking into the community and things like that was mm-hmm. was super um super awesome because both groups it's hard enough being black let alone adding on another descriptive to it right um right. and so i think that that was I think that was nice um, to be able to have that space for them. Um, and the other thing was, is that like they were, they were, um, the, you know, I'm going to say it, they're successful. They're successful playwrights that we got to see, which um, I don't think, because where I, where I am in upstate New York, um, our theater, can, our theater company produces theater um, and they're a professional theater, but you don't always get that information that the playwrights, what the playwrights background is. And so, um, you know, when you see a show and you're just like, oh my God, that was written by a black person or, oh my God, that was written by a black, somebody who identifies as black queer. Mm -hmm. Like that's an extra, that's a bonus that it's nice to finally put names and faces together that Mm -hmm. doesn't always happen for the black community. And I think that that's nice. Um, awesome. Yeah. The only thing I was going to say about it is, is that Broadway Con seemed to schedule, and you and I talked about this, all of the diversity panels at the same time. Mm. So it's not like you can have multiple diversities. You can only have one and you have to choose which one you're going to. Which uh. I would like, I would have liked them, and I don't know if it was scheduling conflicts or what, but it would have been nicer if they had been able to separate them out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. It's you. It's a. It really, truly is a chess match to try to schedule this thing and make sure that you know you're you're getting everything and with last minute changes. But yeah, I think at some point someone up there organizing it should probably say, "Oh my god!" Like every, and I'm not just talking like. You know, there there were like maybe eight panels throughout the weekend about diversity, and only four of them were at the same time. There were really only like four, and they were all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it kept happening. Like they would have diversity panels on day one, and they all kind of hit at the same time. Right. And then you would have diversity panels on day two, and they all kind of hit at the same time. By day three, I gave up. But I, (laughs) it was just like, oh, okay. As you should have, as you should have, but yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, All right. So for my number two this week, I just want to talk about the cosplay that I saw. Mm. Um, You know, this is a big, um, 
you know, thing to do at these types of conventions is to dress up as your favorite characters, your favorite shows. And, you know, for theater people, this is a lot of fun because, you know, first of all, you know, it's a costume centric, uh, you know, industry already. So you're going to, you know, these people are, are actual costume designers and things like that. So it just kind of lends the talent in there, but, um, you know, because it's theater, you're going to recognize a lot of the cosplay. So, um, this, this year's winner and, in previous years, I've seen um, a lot of Heather's. I've seen a lot of SpongeBob stuff. I've saw a lot of uh, Hamilton, obviously. Uh, the first year was like, oh, Jesus, it was like all Hamilton. Right. Um, I saw like a complete Wizard of Oz cast, basically, mm-hmm. uh, in the past. So, yeah, you see you see some pretty obscure stuff. But this year's winner, without a doubt, was Beetlejuice. Um, yeah. Really? I, I, yeah. I saw Even more, more than six? You, you know, here's the thing, and, and I don't know, I feel bad, I don't know, I saw girls in six costumes, and there were six of them, so they, they nailed them all, yeah. um, but, but I saw the, the same six together, like, throughout the entire weekend, I can't, I couldn't tell if it was the same girls, or if it was different girls each time. But Chris, not all white people look the same. I know, I know, it's, oh, gosh, I feel, I feel <laughs> terrible about it, um, and because, I, like, you're, like... I feel awkward because like they're teenage girls. So I don't want to go up to them and be like, you know, Hey, hey look, let me see if that you're the same teenage girl I saw yesterday. <laughs> if, like, six, I oh, just, you mean the, you were awkward like me who totally did that? <laughs> oh, can't, can't do it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but no, this year, I, I think other than six, which by the way, again, you're talking about a show that hasn't even opened yet in New York right. and it has that much, you know, interest, which is awesome. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I saw a lot of Beetlejuice stuff. A lot of uh, either Beetlejuice the character, um, Actually, or right. or Lydia, or like yeah, or Lydia or other characters. I saw someone bringing a sandworm. Yes. Um, you know, I think the third place finisher in the cosplay contest like was something Beetlejuice related. So, um, yeah, I saw parents dressing up as other characters from the movie, uh, the musical, with their kids, which I thought was really cool too. So. Um, you know, I, again, parents, if you're listening to this, and your, kid, if your kids getting all decked out for these things, you know, be a do supportive it. parent. Do it. Do it. The difference in confidence and happiness with seeing these parent, you know, kid duos uh, was awesome. So do that if you can. But yeah, no, Beetlejuice, that was a big winner for a show that, eh, it's okay. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to, you know, put I'm, down anybody, but. Eh, I was going to eh. say, I'm seeing it next month. Yeah, I mean, eh. It's it's good. I mean, it's it's. I'll put it this way: if you're someone who loves and respects design, mm-hmm. um, like I know you do, yes, I you do. will you will love this show. It's okay. going to be like eye pop. It's a David Corn set who is known for doing some incredible scene work. Um, the special effects in this thing are just incredible. Um, so it's it's a visual piece to see. Now the music. It's okay. It's all right. It's it, the the book writer. I, his name is escaping me, but I think he's Australian. Um, he's he's okay. He's all right. You'll you'll definitely. There's a couple songs that you'll definitely find like catchy that you'll probably be humming when you leave. But I just I was just I walked out kind of being like man. But then again, I did. I mean, I don't really pay for my tickets ever, so I didn't feel. <laughs> How paid, do I get on that gig? Because I, I know. Love that. I, just start I, a blog. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's why I joined the just, podcast. That's why you, you know, hey, this and getting into BroadwayCon for free was the first step. So that's, there you uh, go. 
Yeah, I already know I paid too much for my my Beetlejuice tickets, but it was it's Valentine's Day weekend, and it was the only weekend my friend from Georgia can come. So we're doing it. We're just gonna do it. Yeah, just go, just go. Just I'm, go. I'm looking forward to seeing what you think. I'll put it that way. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. Like so it. what is what is your number three? Um, real quick before I go to my number three, please. Oh my gosh. Watch- if anybody wants to check out those com- um, costumes, the cosplay costumes, I got a lot of pictures and I put them up on Instagram. And if you just look up the the hashtag, hashtag DSE, all caps, uh, hopefully they'll come up. That was the hashtag I was using for the Desperately Seeking Entertainment. We're starting it. I'm going to do it. I'm p- promoting us within our promotion. <laughs> all, all right. Number three. Uh, this is a personal one. Um I was super stoked because they had announced that they were doing an Alice by Heart panel mm. on the third day. And um, I was super excited because um, it had um, uh, it had three of the original cast members. It had Duncan Sheik. It had Steve uh, Satter, their author. Um, and your favorite person, Julie James, was the moderator. Oh, of course. Um, um and it was really i mean steve steve satter and duncan sheik have written spring awakening um duncan sheik on his own with a different partner wrote um american psycho and the secret lives of bees with one of the women from my playwriting panel lynn um i forgot her last name oh no i already lost it uh oh lynn nottage Mm. yeah so uh, this panel, though, was specifically about Alice, Alice by Heart. What was it like to do it at MCC? Um, and also to announce that they've turned it into a young adult book. Uh, so Chris, uh, or not Chris, Steve Satter has adapted it um, for as a YA novel, even though he's like, it's really a novel for everyone, which let's be real, it's Alice in Wonderland. It is mm-hmm. a novel for everyone. Um and it was a really nice panel because we got treated to two different songs. Um, the um, the song by the Red Queen uh, that she sings about um, the trials. And then uh, the song about, actually the song, that I forget his real name. Um, oh, I wrote it. I didn't write it down. Uh, I have the soundtrack. Anywho. The lead guy that plays the guy, um, he's saying both parts, actually. He did it as a solo, and it's supposed to be a duet. Um, It's not Colin. Anywho. Um, But it was beautiful. Again, videotaped both of them um, doing it, which was unexpected. Uh, We thought it was just going to be a straight talking panel. Uh, Talk and talk and talk. Um, but it was, it was just for all of, and almost everybody in the audience had actually gone to see it at MCC. Mm, Um, and, and it was a pretty, it was a pretty, not packed, but it was definitely a well-attended panel. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was just really nice. And obviously I'm geeking out as a nineties kid to see Duncan Sheik live and in person. (laughs) I was just like, um, yeah, I'm that girl. Um, were you were you barely breathing? Ah, did ah, oh. you get it? Ah. I got it. I got it. I, yeah, I went there. I liked it. It was very punny of you. Um, anywho, um, yeah. So it was a great panel. We got to see the stuff. Plus, uh, Steve read 
an excerpt of um, the book, which as soon as I can buy it, comes out February 4th. Um, I'm going to buy it to read it because um, it looks like there's a lot of added information and just scene story. He he sets a scene very well. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, and... Um, and so I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how more crazy this book gets than the play. Did you ever get to see it? I did not, but everybody I've talked to said it was fantastic. Um, yeah, I've, I haven't heard a bad thing about the show yet. So. Have you, I'm hoping it does transfer to you, but they did not make any mention about whether it was going to transfer or not. You know what? I think I think they might save it for next season. Um, I think so. Yeah, theaters are filling up. Um the Tonys are pretty much locked in in terms yeah. of who's going to be the front runners. So, I think from a financial standpoint and a Tony standpoint, it's you know nothing. <coughs> excuse me. Beyond this year, it is gaining a lot of buzz. So mm-hmm. I think that if they said, you know, let's put it off till next season, and you know, at that point, maybe you're just competing with you know between the Lions. Um, you know, it might. Well, not let's be, a bad be real. Idea. If it's going to compete between the Lions, it's not going to really compete. <laughs> There's no competition there. There's no competition. <laughs> you know, it's funny about, I got a funny story about Between the Lines. Um, so three years ago, so year three, two years ago, so year three of Broadway Con, um, mm-hmm. you actually, I'll, I'll say her name on the air because you know who she is, uh, Allie Weiner from Elmira College. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Allie was at Broadway Con, um, and she had driven down from New Hampshire where she, uh, I guess, owns and runs a dance studio up there, and one of her good friends is Jody Peacock, who lives up there. Like, like they're just very good friends. Uh, they met through people, and um, Jody, obviously, a huge theater person. So they were they were coming down just as fans. Uh, and uh, Allie's like, "Do you want me, Jody Peacock?" And I'm like, "I'm not a. I, I've. I'll be straight up. I've never read any of her books. My wife is a huge fan, obviously. But I was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll meet Jody Peacock. Like, no problem." So I met her. Um, very nice woman salt of the earth uh and she told me at the time oh yeah by the way we're thinking about taking between the lines and making it into a musical and i was like whoa and i i acted like it was a big scoop when i've never read the book <laughs> i'm like yeah that sounds great oh my god and i i yeah so i know it had some workshops out of town like they tried it at wesleyan and i think they did something in st louis but you, you're saying from the performance of Broadway Con, you're, you're lukewarm at best yeah Okay. Well, here's here's the thing. They pick two ballads. You don't pick two ballads. No. You don't. You just don't do that. And the first ballad was wonderful, and I was like, "All right, I could get behind this." And then I heard the second ballad, and I'm like, "It's the same song, just sung mm. by a man." Uh. And I was like, "Okay." But the premise. Now, this is where I'm not. I'm not going to get down on Jody. The premise of the story is quite intriguing, and mm. it makes a lot of sense to make it into a musical. Okay. All right. But I'm I'm hoping they beef up. I I want to hear. I need to hear something else before I'll go and pay money for it. Okay. All that's, right. That makes. I think that's a fair. That's a fair criticism. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what about you? What's your? What are we on three? Your this third. My third. My, yeah. my number three. Um. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna address the the elephant, so to speak, at at Broadwaycon. Um, oh, it's an elephant. Yeah. This there's an elephant. Um. I felt, and I, I, I don't think, you know, obviously this being your first, I don't know if you could really get a, hand, a handle on this, but uh, I felt this was the last year we're going to have Broadway Con. Like, this is it. If this, is, if this was the last year, 
um, then it, it definitely felt like that throughout the event. Um, first and foremost, the crowds, um, not that big. I know they reported that, you know, 10, over 10,000 people were there. Um, no. That, no, no. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe they, like, people walking through the door over the entire weekend, 10,000 yeah. that, yeah. that you could, if they're think, counting me and you three times. If they, yeah, exactly. If you're counting the gold pass people like four times, stuff like that. Okay. I, you could maybe round it. Like you're probably at like 9,300. So let's round it up to, you know, 10,000. Um, it never felt like there were 10,000 people yeah. physically at that event. Uh, it really felt like there was probably two, two, three at the most. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the, the big opening ceremonies, the big events that were usually held in the big ballroom there, um, it never were full like I'd seen in the past. Um, you, you know, you could you could move up rows and get close if you wanted to. It, it you know, Friday was it felt dead on Friday when Friday usually is a pretty big day. Mm -hmm. um, Saturday is is typically their biggest day, and and while it was big. big definitely did not feel as big as previous years no. uh, and then sunday the whole event felt like it was over by four like it just like everybody was leaving um weather was fine throughout the weekend so there no you know weather deterring people i think the problem is the cost of it it's yep. it's an expensive ticket um you know if you're especially if you're traveling into new york you got to get your broadway con ticket you have to find a hotel which is expensive as well i mean if you're going to comic-con um uh, you know, it's especially in New York or San Diego, like usually the hotels are a little cheaper. Um, it depends, depends. Um, but I think you get, you get obviously you get more for your buck at Comic Cons. Absolutely. Than, than you do at a Broadway Con. Um, a lot of the, a lot of your big A list Broadway stars that you typically show up for these things, they weren't there this year. Um, so yeah, it just felt, like this was the end. And I talked to a lot of the other vendors that were there that have been doing this since the first year, a lot of Broadway personalities. We all just kind of looked around and said, you know what? It just, it, it feels like it's time. Uh, you know, I, I've heard from, you know, this is not being confirmed by anybody with BroadwayCon, but I've, I've heard from people that are connected that, you know, for this company, this is kind of the money loser for, mm. um, for them. And, um, you know, it, it's they do a lot of successful conventions all over the country. They do one for Harry Potter called LeakyCon. They do another one for Game of Thrones called uh, what is it called? It might be. It's not like I saw Thrones it on their Con. their mischief the it's, website. Yeah. yeah. So they do a lot of success. They do one that's just about podcasting in Tennessee. So they they do get some successful ones. I think this is just the one that they they brace for. You know, the fact that it's just going to probably lose money for them. But uh, you know what? If they're ending it after five years incredible run um year one was spectacular year two was was great although they moved it to the javits center so it felt mm -hmm. like this like different thing year three felt you know they had lost their main sponsor in playbill um so yeah got, what? yeah i so okay sorry don't mind me i'm i'm speechless because the one thing i kept thinking was there were some things that were really really missing there was no representation of, and this is because, like I said, this is my first Comic Con or my first uh, Broadway Con. Right, right. There was there was no representation of Playbill. Nope. I didn't understand why none of the shows had their own merchandise tables. Mm -hmm. um, I also didn't get while why um, there weren't more Etsy vendors. Like, 
everybody kept commenting on my playbill, on my playbill earrings that I wore. And I was like, it's on Etsy. Go to Etsy. And I'm like, why isn't this person, this person should be here. Why isn't she here? Like, you know why? Because to get a booth for the entire weekend is $7,000. What? Yeah. Uh, it is, it's expensive. That's um, ridiculous. Yeah. And oh I think it could be, it has to do with the amount of business. Like if they, if that marketplace was chock full of people, which by the way, it was not, it was like, no. maybe, it was like maybe 75% full on both floors. Um, then I think you would see that price drop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's, a, I, I just know cause we had my full-time job had a, a table, so I knew exactly how much it cost. Um, uh, and I, you know, obviously if you're Etsy person, yeah, you're not going to pay that. You're not going to pay that. If you're Broadway.com, um, you're probably not going to pay that. Yep. Uh, Playbill, excuse me, Playbill used to be a five-digit sponsor for the event, and therefore they would have a gigantic booth. They would be you know, mentioned all over the place. They pulled out at the last second during year three, and you could see that it just killed the the con. Like, it just crushed yeah. them. Yeah. Um, not to have that money. So, um, and then you know, for the past two years, since we went back to the New York Hilton, um, it just felt like it was getting smaller and smaller. And plus little, little things with the organization here and there, it just wasn't as sharp as it was in previous years. Like I was allowed to make last second changes to a panel and it, it just felt like nobody cared. They're like, all right, whatever. And I was just <laughs> like, you like, usually like there'd be this whole thing of like, Oh, sorry, Chris, we, you know, we have to do this whole pass thing and, you know, the deadlines, you know, passed for that and whatnot. But yeah, it just felt like, you know, literally, I think on Thursday morning, I sent a email to someone saying, Hey, I just want to swap out somebody. And, you know, they were like, all right, whatever. Well, I, let me be honest. I I didn't know if I was okay or not because I never got responses to my emails. Yeah. You know, like I just, I, I would send an email and I would just wait to see if it got updated on the website. So, you know, little things like that. Logistically, it just didn't feel like everybody was giving 100% this year. So, yeah. um, but look, I mean, if this is the last year, what a run. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I went. There, you're, I'm glad you got to experience it. Uh, I'm glad whoever was able to be there for the past five years got to experience it. I think events like these are needed. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, at high school levels, they, they are. I mean... The thespian festivals that I go to all over the country feel just like BravoCon. And um, if you're in high school and you're a part of the thespian um, organization, encourage your high school to attend the statewide, you know, festivals. Texas Thespians is amazing. Florida Thespians is amazing. Uh, I went to um, St. Louis Thespians. I mean, out in St. Louis for two days. Awesome. Denver has an incredible uh, one. Colorado Thespians. So, um, they 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 do the. I mean, New England. We have one that takes place in upstate. Is the, is the Colorado one lofty? <laughs> Sorry. You know, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Now I did. I will say this: it was an awesome trip because, uh, for one, never been to Denver for that that longer period. Uh, I got to see our mutual friend Erica. Uh, well, it used to be Erica Voisine, but now right. it's. Uh, Erica, God, I can't remember her husband's name. Never mind. Uh, God, uh, see Newton. Erica though. Newton. Thank you. So shout out to Erica. Um, but it was funny. Like the d- next day, I woke up, my voice was gone. Like I had no mm. voice because of the dryness level. So very interesting uh, sensation to be in. So, but yeah, high school kids go to these Thespian festivals because it, it feels just like Broadway Con, 
and you get to you know hang out with other theater kids, which is awesome. So um, awesome. Well, Lynette, yeah. I'm so glad we were able to do this. I'm so glad you were able to experience BroadwayCon. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I hope that they have another one. Um, because I just told my friends about, like, I sent a text message, like I was going to BroadwayCon. They're like, what is that? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> now they're uh, like, oh my God, we got to go next year. Yeah. So hopefully there will be one next year and hopefully they can go. Um, but if not, then I'm glad I got to go and I'm, thank you for that experience. Oh my God. Um, okay. and either way, let's be real. I'm going to be in Broadway. I'm going to be on Broadway all the time. Like I'm, I try to go once a month. So, oh, I thought you meant like you're going to be like on broad, like you're going to be in a show or something. I mean, I, mean, I can't predict the future, even though I try with cards and tarot, but. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge anybody for saying that. So there you go. That's, that's right. awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, theater, that's what you and I brought you and I together. Uh, it's something that we, we love and it's passionate about. So, um, and I think, you know, even though we're getting a lot of, you know, movies that are being turned into a musical you know we're still seeing some some really good stuff some original can, stuff i know i know this has not but can we talk about can we can we talk about since we mentioned hamilton three times are you the news today the news today yeah go ahead are you excited about so hamilton the musical uh which was originally filmed with the original broadway cast is going to be released as a movie in 2021 <laughs> So, so Disney exciting. Disney bought the the pro shot, uh, which was filmed the last week of the original cast. So they literally it was like I think it was on a Monday or Tuesday, um, and uh, yeah, we've been waiting for this uh, for for years. There was rumors that it was going to be on Netflix and Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney ended up paying seventy four million dollars. Uh, what? Lin Manuel is rich. So I mean, now I will give Win Manuel credit, and this is something that you don't see every day, and this is why. He is exactly who you would hope he would be. Mm-hmm. Um, he signed a deal with uh, when they were workshopping, or or it was either a workshop or it was a. I think um, when it transferred from the public to Broadway was that was I know which deal you're talking about. Yeah, where like the the cat the original cast would get a, a percentage of the profits or yep. things that come from this show. So for a lot of them, you know they're they're getting at least five to ten grand every single year that they're yeah. alive for for this and with 74 million dollars being put into this pot um you know that i'm sure that's going to go up for the next couple of months so good for them uh i know several of them um amazing human beings um, so when are you going to introduce me to them <laughs> i mean i'm facebook friends with like half of them so you can just kind of interact but um yeah no like ariana the buzz uh uh, you know, um, gosh, uh, Thane Jesperson, um, you know, obviously, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, like just the list goes on and on. So, um, yeah, no, great people, great people in that cast. So, uh, awesome. Well, Annette, any updates, anything plug in, anything going on that you, you want to promote? Um, well, I guess it's official. Um, so you were speaking of high school thespians. Um, I am... I have been asked and I am honored to be um, being a high school adjudicator for the second year in a row. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be doing some high school theater musical awards this year. So you're seeing so, a lot of free theater this year. I'm going to awesome. see lots of free, free theater. So um, I don't know what shows yet, so don't ask. But okay. um, I, I may be around, pop it around. And now that I announced it, in case there are any high school theater people listening, now I'm going to have to go see some extra ones just so that they don't know if I'm adjudicating them or not. 
please. You know, this is why I love towns that do these competitions and counties that do these competitions because it ups the level of quality in these productions. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, these kids take it seriously no matter what. But um, yeah, definitely they they feel the the pressure, so to speak, from yeah. from these things. So that's awesome. And, and our two kids, um, the two kids that win best actor and best actress. Um, do you get to go to the, New the Jimmy York Awards? City, the Jimmy Awards. Yeah. yeah, the Jimmys. All right, good for them. So, yeah, that, so it's exciting. Huge, I mean, the kid who just wrapped his run um, as as Evan Hansen and Dear Evan Hansen yep. Broadway won that award two years ago. So yeah. you know these uh, the Eva Noba Laza who is in um and Miss Agan she was discovered at the Jimmy Awards. So oh, um, that's why she looks so familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like she didn't win, but like she right. had a killer performance, and there was an agent in the audience and said, "I got to sign you." And literally a month later, she's in Miss Saigon on the West End. So, oh wow. Um, they, the, that competition can really launch careers and yeah. basically also be the key to get into any college program that you want. By the way, so Correct. for those kids out there, go out for those awards because it's huge. So, yeah. um, awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Well, Lynette, thank you? you so much. Oh. I got nothing going on. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, let's be real. You have a lot going on. You just. I've got a lot on my plate. Full time job, stuff. family, kid. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in terms of of theater stuff and podcast stuff, a lot of things in development. A lot of planning. Good. Uh, for new podcasts, new types of articles. I don't know if you saw this, but we completely revamped the website, so Ooh, it looks completely it different, much smoother navigation for especially for mobile users so definitely mm-hmm. check that out as well um so yeah things are popping though can't can't complain right. so uh well that's gonna do it for us i are we are we doing another episode of de- uh, with with ben and, and rob this week or is this we is probably this made- should communicate with them i probably I should i would i would assume with you know it being super bowl week and things like that that they've probably got some entertainment it. stuff yeah. yeah 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 so this could be the second episode the first of two episodes this week but yeah um so glad y'all joined us Lynette thank you again you're welcome thank you for always having me I appreciate it absolutely and folks we'll see you right here next week on desperately seeking entertainment <laughs>